Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J Mark. You can find me on Twitter at J Mark Football. I'm sorry, you can find me on X at J Mark Football. Before I get going to talk about our top ten running backs based on auction values, I'm going to bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. You can call her Mer. Find her on Twitter at the Mer Mark. That's right, the Mer Mark, not just some Mer Mark, the Mer Mark. Miranda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Did you say you could find me on Twitter? Is that what you said? I did, on X. No, 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 no. I prefer Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get used to that. I don't like seeing the X on my phone. I miss the little bird. You miss the little bird. It's tweeting. I'm not going to... What? You're Xing? <laughs> find me on X? Find no. me on X. Nope. <laughs> Just don't anyway. find me on triple X. <laughs> Just need to rant about that. I'm doing great, though. Um, we just had an amazing weekend with five kids in our house. Yes. It was it Two was so of them fun. older. Yes, I know. But, but I did yes. the math. Do the and math. Because we were going out, we took them all out to dinner. Uh, we had my two. I want to say they are my younger cousins, but I have younger cousins in them. Um, <laughs> they're not the youngest of the young 16 cousins. 16 and 17. But. And we had our nieces and nephew this weekend, too. So we did all kinds of fun things and took them out to eat, took them to an alpaca farm near us, took them to one of the covered bridges. We took them to a tower at the park, a hedge maze, maze, because they hadn't seen a hedge maze before. Right. Oh my gosh, I was like a child again. I don't know the last time I played tag. We played tag with them in the hedge maze. I played tag with them in the hedge maze. Yes, I was with the the youngest. She's three and she was quite tired. She wasn't feeling the best. (laughs) But I was like screaming like a little girl (laughs) in the hedge maze. Here I am. But it sounds like the most fun they had was right in our backyard, yes. walking the river, which we really haven't taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so low right now that yeah. you can just walk in it. Some of the deeper parts that we went into came up to our knees, but it really should be above our heads deep. Well, it sure sounds like it's filling up now. It is pouring, it's pouring. outside. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. Um, no, it was a very good weekend. It was a lot of fun. It definitely was. And Justin, I did the math and if we had met each other a little bit earlier and started popping them out at the age of (laughs) me at the age of 16 all five of those kids it it was it's possible well i did make the comment (laughs) when we took them all to ice cream about how young i bet we look 
because there we are with five kids and you know we're paying for them and everything and it probably looks like that they could be our kids because mm-hmm. it's obvious that we're the adults in the situation and it's like man i bet we look really young people are like oh they look so young for having five kids three-year-old on my hip holding hands <laughs> with our six-year-old nephew and yeah, yeah it was <laughs> it was quite comical though yeah for they're sure. such they're all such good kids we just had so much fun with them absolutely it, we we had a fun weekend we got a lot of fun weekends coming up and in fact this weekend we're going to be at keeper's heart visiting mm-hmm. their distillery getting the tour you know we had kate douglas on if you have not heard that episode go back and listen to it because it was awesome a lot of innovative things there and then the next weekend we got the expo the fantasy football expo i know i can't believe it's it's basically a week away yes which we will be just while we're on the topic we will be giving away a free pass now what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to follow our instagram which is at old-fashioned football podcast thank you you were the insta person so Mm -hmm. i was looking to you because i couldn't quite remember at old-fashioned football podcast and we're gonna have a, a post that is about the expo so follow us if you're listening right now that post is already live go to that post follow us on insta and, f- and subscribe to us on your listening platform, too. Um, mm-hmm. We prefer that. And then comment, done. Comment in the post, and you will be entered into the drawing for a free pass to the Fantasy Football Expo. Before we hop to the running backs, let's talk a little bit of news that has come out. Uh, Colts running back Zach Moss broke his arm in practice. Bad news for the Colts amidst the Jonathan Taylor drama that is going on right now. So... With us doing running backs today, this and Josh Jacobs really made it so difficult to rank these running backs For sure. because I'm going to have a very hard time. If we were drafting today, I would not, I don't know what I would do. I just don't know what I would do. Not touch him with a 10 foot pole. Not for $52. <laughs> uh, the other news, and this is, I guess this is um, sad for your, your two up, Mr. Taki. Because, you know, when I told him that the reports coming out of training camp that Tim Patrick was the best wide receiver on the Broncos uh, on the field, he, you know, justified it like any good fan would do. I would do the same if it was a ludicrous report. But doesn't matter now. It's a moot point. He tore his Achilles. He will be out for the season. So it's the Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy show, which I kind of thought it was anyways. But yeah, I kind of felt that way, too. And real quick, one other thing. What are we drinking today? We are drinking Rocktown, Arkansas bourbon. Thanks to your parents for bringing that back from us when they were down in Arkansas this summer. Yeah, they knew we did not have an Arkansas whiskey, and so they wanted to get us. They actually got us two, but we're just reviewing this one today, the other one um, for a later time. (laughs) But yeah, uh, definitely excited to try it on the pod and to uh, do a little history on it, but... Speaking of a little history, get behind history and join the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. It's a perfect way for the diehard D-Gen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast and ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being D-Gens. There's even a D-Gen or a Discord channel just for the D-Gens. For patrons, the Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will be giving out their picks for free. That is not going to change. The Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. I'm sure if you are listening to Sports Gambling Podcast and if you have listened for as long as we have, you've won some money based on their picks. 
Um, so they appreciate if you're able to give a little bit back and join the Patreon. Plus, there's contests. I mean, last week they gave away a mini helmet, which I still really want. Um, I know you I just, do. <laughs> I just really want one of those. Anyways, you can get signed up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Should we start this list? We we should, Justin. We should jump right in. Well, before we jump right in. Okay. I, I we have, should not I, jump right in. <laughs> I just have to say something. I mm-hmm. When we left the quarterback episode, like the quarterbacks were really hard to rank because there are there are players that they're really good but I wouldn't spend the money in an auction draft to get them mm-hmm. there's no way I would blow my budget for a quarterback so I thought running backs are going to be a lot easier I thought the same because I will blow my budget for a running back right but it wasn't easier there's so many players that I wanted to cram into a top 10 list that I couldn't and uh I'm just gonna I, I don't know if I should throw them out here I won't throw them out. I won't. I won't bury the lead. I'll tell you afterwards who I wanted to put on the list, but just could not fit them. But yeah, this was just as difficult, if not more difficult. But why don't you kick us off, like you did last time, with number ten, not number one, Miranda. Number ten. Okay. Well, I'm kind of gonna mess up number ten. You're gonna okay. mess him up. Because I have two people <laughs> for I have, ten. I have two people. Did you copy my list? I did not copy your list. Okay. I couldn't decide. It's a toss-up, and it's because of Jonathan Taylor. I could not put him above number 10. I could not make a number 10 without him. This is so difficult. Um, Agreed. For those of you who don't know, and Justin helped me out here, the details, I've read all on it earlier today. It's been a long day. (laughs) Details might be a little fuzzy for me. But basically, he's contracted. His contract expires at the end of this season. Yes. So it's not even like... He's on his he, rookie deal still. He is. But he wants more. I don't know if he was like hoping to rework this last year of his rookie deal or if he was looking to already start making a deal for next year. He was It was for this now. year. Yes, yeah. And their, their owner... Remind me of his name again. Jim Israel. There you go. I could just, all I was thinking was Israel. I was like, that's not his name. Okay. <laughs> he just kind of went on blast about this. Um, basically saying like, he said something like if he died today and Jonathan Taylor was not in the league anymore, life would go on. <laughs> something like right. that. And he also released a strange tweet, like two, maybe one hour after that, naming seven different kinds of drugs. And I don't know if it was a shot at somebody. I don't know what he was doing. No. Israel's a little off the rails anyways. But mm-hmm. anyways, go on. But it just, like, from what I read, I don't think Jonathan Taylor was asking for an excessive amount. I think it was just a more reasonable amount. <laughs> um, I don't know. What what were your thoughts on that? I thought he was asking for like eleven. It's I don't remember the the number he was asking for. I'm sure he wants to be one of the higher paid running backs, mm-hmm. and from the small sample size, deservedly so. I mean, these guys, we have a real weird thing happening with running backs right now, where they're playing on their rookie contract. They they which does not pay them a ton. I mean, in in money compared to you and me, yeah, it's a ton. But compared to the NFL, it's not a ton, and they're. They have the shortest shelf life out of every any position, and they and they want an extension that's going to guarantee they'll get some more. money. Yeah, it's, it's a risky position, mm-hmm. and, and and they want rewarded, 
And they also want some guarantees that they're going to be able to continue to mm-hmm. get paid. Well, and one of the things I was noticing, like with Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, they're not in a split. They're not splitting time with anybody. Right. They are the main back. And that's a lot on their bodies. And like, I can kind of understand they're also top performers in the league. Right. I can understand them wanting more money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jonathan Taylor came in his rookie year and just completely lit it up. Two Mm -hmm. years ago, I think he had 18 total touchdowns. Last year had a little bit of a down year due to some injury stuff here and there, but that's kind of exactly what we're talking about. They get used so much until they do get hurt. And then the owners go, well, that's too bad. And and just move on. Yeah, just move on. And yeah, it's. It's a, a shitty situation. It's a real weird thing that's going on. I mean, the players have met. The, the running backs have met. I have a feeling that when they strike a new NFL Players Association deal, there's going to be something in there with these running backs coming into their rookie seasons that maybe maybe they won't be a four-year contract. Maybe it'll be two or three, and then the owners will have to give the extension or something. I don't know. It's definitely weird, though. But anyways, number 10. So anyway, <laughs> I put... This is probably going to be an unpopular pick, too, for number 10. Bajon Robinson slash Jonathan Taylor. Okay. If, John- if Jonathan Taylor comes out of this, <laughs> continues, plays this season, whatever, if it all gets resolved, he should be higher than number 10, but he's right. going to be in that number 10 slot for me. I cannot pay $52, which is his value right now in auction leagues. Yeah, his AAV. His average, average auction yep, value. That's the average that he's going for. I cannot pay $52, which is over a fourth of my budget, on a player who I don't know what's going to happen. And I i mean, he's ranked four for the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. Last year, he finished at 25. And yes, that was due to some injuries and everything. I just, there's just too much drama right now, too much uncertainty that I can't pay $52 and then not have him right. in my roster guaranteed. Yeah. So... He's there. Bajon Robinson is there because similar situation. It's his rookie year. There's all this hype. He was drafted so early. He was the first running back to go. Yeah. In the draft. And I think he's very talented, but he was drafted by the Falcons who have Tyler Allgaier. I'll I probably said that wrong. <laughs> I've heard of Algar and Algier. Algier. So. Okay. Well, I'm going with Algar. They got Tyler. <laughs> they have Tyler. <laughs> they also have Corderell Patterson. This is a team that even last year with Algar and Caleb Huntley, Huntley and CP. Corderell Patterson, these running backs, it looked like to me, based on yards, Algar ended the season with just over 1,000 yards. That's 50% of the yards that the running backs on – the Falcons combined got so between Corderell and Huntley, they also combined got a thousand Close yards to a thousand, yeah, yep. together. So this team splits it. Bijan comes in, even if he's RB one, he's you're not telling me with how good Tyler Algaier did last year that he's not going to be. They're going to be sharing time. Yeah, it's forty six dollars is his average auction value right now it's way too high for me for Bajan I think like in a keeper dynasty league if you can get him at a decent price as a flyer like yes that he's a good pickup if you can get him low because I think that he's very talented and future 
he will be $46. He's not $46 to me this year. I can't afford to keep him for multiple years in a keeper contract league if I'm drafting him at $46. Yeah, well, you said it might be an unpopular opinion. It will not be an unpopular opinion on old-fashioned football because Bijan didn't make my list of top 10. He's not even in your top 10. He's not on my list of top 10. Well, he is in everybody else's. I know. There's a lot of hype around Bajan. I don't like the situation he's going into. I mean, you brought it up. They have a split time anyways. But let's not forget Tyler Algier, 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 whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he was drafted last year. It's not like he's a guy that's been there for a long time. And no, he was their rookie the last of, year. Yeah. And he right. lit it up. They're not just going to in it, well, stop using he him. He didn't light it up, but he did very well. He did very well. They're not just going to stop using him. I don't think teams are going to be able to... Are, are going to have to really account for the pass here with Desmond Ritter throwing the ball. Mm-mm. I don't have a lot of confidence in him. And, They're a run team. It's just split. Yeah, and then if you look at Arthur Smith and how he's used the talent on that Falcons team so far, I mean, he came in and he took over a team where Kyle Pitts Kyle was coming Pitts. off a 1,000-yard <laughs> season. He was one of the top tight end prospects that we have seen in years, and he shit the bed with him. He didn't utilize him properly. I don't think he knows how to utilize his <laughs> his playmakers anyways. Are you bitter? You're so bitter from last season. Yeah, I am Kyle bitter. Pitts. But I just don't think Arthur Smith's <laughs> going to be able to utilize Bijan Robinson to the fact that he's going to be a top 10 fantasy football running back. So he's not even in my top 10, but I'll play right off of your top 10 into my, or right off of your number 10, right into my 10, which also has Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. With Josh Jacobs. So you're throwing them both at the bottom of the list. I am because, I mean, you can't leave these guys off the top 10. You just can't. No. But with their also with their current situations, how do you put them in the top 10? Like, putting them at 10 was the only thing I could justify because this was difficult. These guys are both in holdout-like situations. Jacobs is different. Jacobs did not sign his franchise tag, meaning he could hold out and not play at all. I mean, He has yeah, three options. His, yeah. Jacobs can sign his franchise tag and be traded he can sign his franchise tag and play yeah or he cannot sign and he cannot play right he can sit out like Le'Veon Bell did Jonathan Taylor's is a little different but he could still end up forfeiting his entire salary this year and everything else sorry to like go back to Jonathan Taylor here but one thing I forgot to mention they reported, I think, wasn't that today? The that fake he, injury news. The fake injury yeah. news. And he, came, Jonathan Taylor came out and said, I'm not injured. And do you know what I thought of when they said that? I thought of Kyle Long and the Bears. Yeah, yep. How he was in, listed as injured, put on injured reserve, and he wasn't over drama. And it wasn't until he was out of the league and on some podcast right. that he came out and said that and let everybody know that he wasn't injured. There was drama between him and Coach Nagy, and they put him on injured reserve and just parted ways with him. Sorry, I have to laugh that you said he was just on some podcast. It was his brother's. Chris Long. Yes, podcast, (laughs) The Green Room or something like that, hosted by Blue Wire Pods. Yes. Um, You know, Jonathan Taylor shouldn't be saying that he doesn't have an injury. Because I actually read if they put him on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, he will not get those fines for missing practice. Because then it's like, oh, he's injured. He can't be at practice. So he should be like, oh, yeah, my back. Ouch. Um, Just saying. Anyways. That was another thing with him. Gosh, all these things are coming (laughs) back to my head right now. If he doesn't play, 
He is fined $50,000 a day. Yeah, 40-something, but yeah. No, 50. Okay. I read 50. I read 40-something, so who knows? 45. Well, let's go in the middle. He's fined $4. No, (laughs) but that's a lot um, to miss out on. It's not him not getting paid. It's him getting fined that. He has to pay that. Right. And That doesn't seem worth it to me. Forfeit part of his contract, forfeit part of his signing bonus. I mean, there's a lot of stuff within the, uh, the NFLPA agreement and the contract agreement, but... Paying twenty-one cents a point for Taylor, eighteen cents a point for Jacobs. I, they're worth it if you know they're going to be on the field. But at this point, I don't think we can say they're. We know for sure what is going to happen. So if I'm drafting tomorrow, I'm really probably staying away from both these guys. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm staying away at the prices they're at now. Right. If Jonathan Taylor isn't getting bids. I'm going to bid on him and take him really low and sure. just hope that everything gets resolved. Same thing with Josh Jacobs. He's valued at $39. I'm going to try to, I'm going to hope people stay away from them. I'm actually hoping people stay away from them so I can grab them low. Cause I will do that. If they, if, if things haven't changed by the time we're doing our drafts, are you nominating them hoping that people blow their cash on them though? You know, I am for Jonathan Taylor for Taylor. Josh Jacobs is even worse. He doesn't get any fines if he doesn't play. She's thinking. No, I, I already have my opinions on him. We'll just get to him later. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> these guys are a risk to take uh, in best ball as well. And uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can play some best ball? You can play best ball over at Underdog Fantasy. And we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. Plus, there are plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where the first place gets $3 million. I would love to get $3 million. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I mean, we can get a lot of whiskey with three mil. I'm not spending $3 million on whiskey. Yeah, you're opening your own distillery. I get it. It's the smart long game. You know, it's an investment. I like it. <laughs> let's, let's get back to our running backs. All right, what do you got at nine? At nine, Ramonde Stevenson. He's one of them that I I really wanted in my list. I just couldn't figure out where to put him. I put him at but number nine. Tell me why. Um, Because I feel like he belongs up in the top ten. He is currently ranked <laughs> at number ten, and I guess I have him higher. And part of that is because Damian Harris is gone from the Patriots. Yeah. So this is Ramonde Stevenson's backfield. He's not splitting time with anyone. Another big reason for me is Mac Jones. They're going to need to run the ball. <laughs> and at $36, I would be happy getting Ramonde Stevenson. I might even pay a little bit more. They have him. He finished 11th last year. And they have him getting less points this year, which I don't understand because Damian Harris is gone. I kind of noticed everybody is projected to get less points. It's like they think there's going to be less running. I don't know. It well, is interesting. How, but How do you run less when you have Mac Jones? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cody Zeeve is going to hate me. He normally really agrees with me, and we relate on several topics. <laughs> but <laughs> Like our top listener, and you're just trashing his team, his it's quarterback. Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 17 cents, a, a fantasy point. I really wanted to put him in here. I just... Like I said, I couldn't find a way for the people that I have in here. I couldn't find a way to put him in, basically. 
So I'll just go right into my number nine, who I don't think you have on your list based on some comments you made right before this episode, but Brees Hall, $34. Now, this is obviously one to monitor because he is returning from injury, though I'm hearing he's 100% with no limitations. And Dalvin Cook visited, so you have to keep an eye on that before your drafts if there's news there. But got a new quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a guy that defenses kind of have to account for every now and then. I hate saying it. I really do, but they have to. So I think that's going to open up that run game. In his first few games prior to injury, Brees Hall looked really good. Um, he did. We, we know he's an Iowa State kid. He's a great runner. He's uh, good at running the ball. He's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. If all goes well, I think $34 is a steal, $0.17 cents per fantasy point. Um, I honestly think there's a lot of hype around Garrett Wilson. There's a lot of hype around Rodgers, of course. But I think Brees Hall, if he stays healthy and they don't sign Dalvin Cook, he's going to be the top fantasy football player on the Jets. The Dalvin Cook thing is a big issue here with me with Brees Hall. Um is, it, is there a red flag that he has not signed yet? I don't understand. I, like, I, I don't... So, the Dolphins offered him a contract. Right. He just doesn't want to take it yet. And right. he's he's been to Dallas. He's been to the Patriots. Just went to the Jets. The Jets have the cap for him. I, and they... Can you imagine him going to the Jets? That Jets team would be just a completely different team. Than last year. I think Breesall's better than Dalvin Cook. I really do. At this point mm-hmm. in his career. I think Dalvin Cook isn't bad, but I think he's getting worse. And so I think Brees Hall, the fresh rookie, I think he's better. Just my opinion. What? I This is just a theory. This is not any news story I read or anything. This is just theory. I think Dalvin Cook wants to be the guy. I think he is going to these teams saying... Yeah, I'd love to sign, but I want to be the guy. And I don't think anybody's guaranteeing him that yet. I think everybody's like, well, we we you know we have Brees Hall, we have Ramondi Stevenson, well, we have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Devin Achain that we just drafted. So you know, for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I would not be surprised. Keep a close eye. Madison limped off practice field today. I was just saying, I see yeah. this going of several ways because I could see him going to the Dolphins, his hometown. He had a lot of interest there, and I randomly, before any of this even started, <laughs> said that Dalvin Cook was on the Dolphins, and I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> so that was a really weird moment we had on this show. And then um, I could see him going to the Jets. He used to play with Tyler Conklin, and, you know, Tyler's on the Jets now. Yeah. Um, that Jets – not only that, but the Jets have the cap. They can pay him. Taylor or Taylor. <laughs> Rogers took a pay cut. I yeah, don't. I don't know where that was going. Um, so they they have cap there that they could use to put into somebody like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was a top ten running back last year. He has talent. I don't understand why he has unless it's his own choosing. But I haven't heard that other teams have offered him anything. I do know Dallas came away saying that they're very happy with Tony Pollard as their running back right now, as their lead back. Yeah. I don't think Cook is going to go there. Yeah. With Madison getting injured, how weird and funny would it be if he goes back to the Vikings? Because right. I do see that. It, I don't know if people are talking about that, but what if 
why wouldn't that still be a possibility? What right. if the Vikings are like, well, shit, now we're screwed. We need to go and negotiate with Cook. No, and they absolutely should. I mean, he knows the offense. He knows the players. There's nothing he has to learn. Mm-hmm. They know what they're getting in him. Basically. And maybe Cook has gone around all these teams and he's like, well, I'm not getting offers. Right. Maybe I want to go back. Yeah, it's definitely a red flag to me. I mean, Zeke Elliott, he's another one that doesn't have a contract yet. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he looked a little inefficient last year, and you could kind of see the decline of Zeke. Dalvin Cook did not look as inefficient. No. I Zeke- wonder if there's health there. There's got to be something. There's got to be a reason that yeah. he's not Zeke getting Zeke finished, like, 17th Yeah. Um, last season, which I feel like beginning of last season we wouldn't have predicted. Right. Yeah, it's really weird. It's weird with Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs with this top 10 list. It's weird not having Delvin Cook in there because we don't know where he is. He hasn't signed anywhere. Right. Delvin Cook is going to play. I I have faith that he's going to play somewhere. But because of that, right now I'm staying away from him. I feel like most people will stay away from him and you can get him at a low dollar price and see where he goes. Right. My concern is he doesn't sign until week three, week four because of an injury. And then, you know, at that point, does he get in a good situation? What can you expect from him learning a new play? I mean, there's just a lot of ifs there that I would definitely stay away. he's missing all his practice time right now with the new team. Right. Yeah. Anyways, enough about Cook. (laughs) I had Brees Hall at nine. Who do you got at number eight? I have Jameer Gibbs. What? I know. This. Canceled. (laughs) Let me find your mute button here. (laughs) I know you don't like this, but I think he's a talented back. The Lions. I'm not disputing that. You're not disputing that. The Lions are a two back team, and they lost Swift and Jamal Williams. They picked up Montgomery from us, who I don't feel is a main back. I don't. He's not going to put up the numbers. You he, Swift was supposed to be their main back last year, and Jamal Williams blew him out of the water in fantasy. Well, they liked Jamal Williams a lot better. I know, but I just see. Jameer Gibbs having talent and coming in there. The Lions need the they rely on their running backs. They can't rely on Goff. They do though. Fifty two percent passing, forty eight percent running. They're the most balanced it, team in the NFL last year. Well, they and Goff oh, okay. finished as a top ten <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> um, I think people are sleeping on David Montgomery and what he can bring. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a pass catching back. David Montgomery was the guy for the Bears, and he, he caught passes. So he doesn't have to come off the field necessarily. Khalil Herbert outperformed him a last little year. bit, but Khalil Herbert, I think, is also a, he fits the scheme better for what the Bears are doing now. I think. Well, then Montgomery wasn't the guy for the Bears. He was the first two years that, he was there. That three was, years. That wasn't last year, and it wasn't the year before. I just think I think Montgomery's going to do really well. Um, I do think he's going to get the first chance at being RB one. And I, I think I, it's going to be pretty 50 50. It's going to be kind of like a DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams show. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get the the hype behind Gibbs. I know, I know I, a lot of people are with you there. A lot of people are excited about him. I'm just not one of them. I'm a doubter. That's fine, but I am, I am putting him up there. I and say he finishes outside the top 15. He's finishing inside the top 15. That's bet. a bet. <laughs> Write it down. Um, I can type it down right now. Maybe he doesn't finish at eight where I have him, but he's in the top 15. All right. We got our another bet added to the list. I feel like he's going to have more success than Bajon Robinson. 
And Bajan Robinson is way overhyped. He is he is so overhyped. I'm excited about Bajan Robinson. I think he's going to have success this year. I just don't think it's the. Yeah, I think I don't Bajan. Know. I don't, I'm not big on Bajan either, but I think he figured he finishes above Gibbs. You do. Yep. Well, mine, on the team he's on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just I can't buy so into Gibbs. I think Gibbs is going to get injured too. The the Lions have a running back curse. Their running backs always get injured. Maybe it was just that it was Swift. I don't know. But it seems like the running backs always get injured. I'll move on to my number eight because so, we're not going to agree. Yeah, here. we're not. What's your number eight? Miles Sanders, twenty three dollars. Now I feel like I'm going to talk myself into a Kyle Pitts situation here, but because I was excited <laughs> about Kyle Pitts, Arthur Smith, etc. Frank Reich is the head coach of the Panthers now. Miles Sanders is a Frank Reich guy back from his time mm-hmm. as the Eagles offensive coordinator, and they've already said he's a three-down back. They're going to feed him. And this is his backfield, even if Chuba Hubbard gets some carries, but we've not seen Chuba be efficient at all. Sanders had a great year for the Eagles last year, but he was splitting time with Gainwell and Boston Scott, plus Hurts running the ball. Mm-hmm. You're, I don't think you're going to get that. I think this is just going to be Miles' uh, backfield. I think he's going to exceed the 206 fantasy points he had last year and does better than what he's projected, and he's only costing you $0.13 cents a fantasy point. I just love the value of Miles Sanders. I think everybody's sleeping on him, and I think he finishes as a top 10 back this year. Even if he does a little above the 206, that doesn't put him in top 10 range. He will be. I, he'll be better than two hundred six, and he will be a top ten back this year. Just so you know, the top, the tenth running back for fantasy points last year was, um, I guess that was Dalvin Cook with two hundred eighteen points. That's twelve away. That's only twelve points. Two touchdowns. Mm, but it's weird. Uh. But okay. But you're you're saying that he's gonna get like forty points more than what he's projected at. For I, this year. I think he is. I don't, I don't understand the 182 mm-hmm. projection He's currently at projected all. at 20. I could see him being around 15. I don't have him in a top 10, though. I do. All right. Well. I disagree. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> you can be wrong. <laughs> that's fine. All right. At number seven, this is also going to be an unpopular opinion. Nick Chubb. What? Mm-hmm. The grown-ass man? That grown-ass man. Why? So he Is it the price tag? No, not just the price no. tag. He's his average auction value is $51 right now. He finished 5th among running backs last year. But the games that made him finish 5th were the games where Deshaun Watson wasn't at the helm. Mm-hmm. When Deshaun Watson came back, and this is get, I'm really geeking out here with stats. Deshaun Watson came back in week 13. And if you average, stop it. If you average Nick Chubb's points, he averaged 10.5 points a game weeks 13 through 18 last season when Deshaun Watson came back. You look at weeks 1 through 12, and there was a bye week in there. So out of 11 weeks, he averaged 16 points. He went down 5.5 points per game on average with Deshaun Watson. I'll give you that Deshaun Watson was terrible and that I am not high on the Well, Browns. I looked at that, too. I, was, I looked at their win-loss record. Like, if they were behind, 
what were they throwing more because they were playing from behind so what was Chubb getting less points no he was getting receptions in those games yeah but if you just watch the games I just think the rhythm wasn't there because you got to remember Watson wasn't allowed to even be around the team during his suspension now he's got a full off season but you think that just this one off season it's going to be enough for Chubb to do better than he did last year we're not talking a point or two different we're talking he decreased in average points by 30 percent yeah, I just I think he's the one Browns player that I can get behind. I'm not high on the I, Browns, but he's the one Browns receiver or one Browns player I can get behind. I'm not saying he's not top ten. He's in my top ten. He is there he's not sharing time. He's a main back. He does get receptions on occasion. He's there for me, but I just don't have him at three. I'm not I don't see spending fifty one dollars on Chubb. Where do you, you don't have him at what? At three. Why do you say three? Because he's currently ranked as three. Oh, okay. I, thought I disagree with his current ranking. Spoiler alert. I thought you were looking at my list. I'll talk about him a little Is bit more later. Is he at three on your list? Next at be. number seven, I have Tony Pollard at $37. Pollard finished seventh last year, and that was with Zeke technically as the quote-unquote RB1. Zeke is gone. Pollard has that undisputed hold on his backfield. 17 cents a fantasy point. They have him projected 17 points less than last year which I don't understand because Zeke is not mm-hmm. there. Ronald Jones just got suspended two games. Not that I think he's going to fill in a Zeke-like role, but this is Pollard's team, and this is a the best offensive, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, especially when it comes to run blocking. So I just I don't understand the price necessarily. I think he's priced very well, and I think he finishes top 10, but he's priced like a guy that's in that, 10 to 15 range. So you have him at seven. I have him as my number six for all the reasons you just said, because he, he's not sharing time with Zeke anymore. He's their main back. He finished seventh last year, sharing time with Zeke. He's going to do better. I have him at six, but I could see him. I don't know. It's hard to see him finishing higher than who I have one through five. Right. But I could see him at six. I could see him in this at seven, too, like you have him. But for me, I, I have him. I'm targeting him before I'm targeting Chubb. That's why I put him at six. The first one we're pretty close on. I like it. Mm-hmm. Number six, not a guy I've heard you mention yet, but I also feel like you're not going to have him in your top five. So concerned about your list over there, Miranda. <laughs> Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Why is Joe Mixon $27? I don't understand this. I I get that he's not – he finished 12th last year, and this isn't a run first team. This is a Mm high-powered Bengals offense that moves the ball in the air. I get that. But he's a big part of their offense. And this dude, while all these running backs are saying, hey, I'm not getting paid. I don't want to play out my contract. I want extensions with more money. I want more guarantees. Joe Mixon took a pay cut. To stay with the team and to help the team out. He's not holding out for more money. He's staying away from that drama. And I just think he is, he's a guy that overperforms and he's going to continue to overperform this year. I think he jumps from 12 to maybe your top 10, but because he's only $27, I had to rank him even higher because I just think that's a hell of a value. Because of that, I'm, so the way I looked at this, Justin, is he got 210.7 points last year. Mm-hmm. I see him staying. I don't see him declining. Like, I'm, I see him staying around that. If I factor that in, 
he can't be in my top 10 because of the points that he's going to get me. I want, I put my money into my running backs. If it goes like last year, we said he'll need eight more points to be in the top 10. I think he gets those eight more points. Then he would be number 10. But I see these other guys performing better than him. That's fair. And he finished 12th last year. I, I'm He's close to top 10. He is a great, like, RB2. You can spend $64 and get Pollard and Mixon. And mm-hmm. I still think that can be your RB1, RB2. I just said that. Did I not leagues. just say that? Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I just think that's crazy. Yeah. I think the pricing is off. Mm-hmm. Because that's less than what you'd have to pay for Christian McCaffrey. And I think those two, obviously, combined, outscore Christian McCaffrey. It's interesting. The pricing is off on those two. That's all. That's my point. Yeah. Well, I I think the pricing is fair for Joe Mixon-ish. I I, I could see you spending $30, $32. Najee Harris is currently ranked 12th and valued at $33. I would pay $33 for Joe Mixon. Yeah, me too. So... In that sense, I could I would rank Mixon higher than he's than his current average auction value, but he's just not in my top ten, Justin. All right. You're gonna have to live with it. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. At number five, I have Saquon Barkley. Oh. I know. Um and Kramer I, is I, not gonna be happy with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I had stayed away from him last year because of injury stuff, but he was fine. Um, <laughs> he was fine. What do you mean he was fine? He finished sixth. I know that's way better than anybody projected. I know him to be. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he that's better than fine. Nothing is. He, he was, was great. Fine. Yes, thank you. He outperformed expectations. He did. He outperformed he my healthy, expectations. Which people didn't think he could. Yes. Except this guy. You're arguing with me. Like, sorry. Go on. Do you have him ranked higher? Well, go on. We'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> You're getting feisty. So, yes, I have him at five. He's currently ranked six, but he I don't see him declining from last year. He was ranked sixth last year, 255 points that he finished out. If he stays around that same, he's going to be ranked higher than what – he's going to finish with more than 234 points that they have him projected at. He's worth the $47. He's consistent. He's my number five. Yeah. That's what I that's all I've got for you. Number five, this is gonna be kind of a Patrick Mahomes type situation. <laughs> I love this guy. I just the price is getting a little crazy for me. Christian McCaffrey, sixty five dollars, <laughs> twenty four cents per fantasy point for per projected mm-hmm. anyways. For me, that holds him back on my list. His injury history holds him a little bit back on my list. <laughs> And with that injury history, I don't think you'll ever have see him have a dominant workload over Elijah Mitchell. He's going to have the ball more, but it's not going to be a dominant more. It is a dominant more. It was a dominant more last year. He finished with 313.9 points. He was ranked number two last year. Just carry-wise, I'm saying, carries-wise. However, if you'll let me finish, <laughs> in the 49ers offense and Kyle Shanahan's scheme, I, I don't think he has to have a dominant workload in order to be a productive back mm-hmm. um it, but it benefits I, him. I think he's still going to be a top three fantasy running back i just with that injury history and with that just 65 dollars it holds me back to drop some to number five on my list him sharing time with elijah mitchell protects him from injury no i agree it does and he proved last season <laughs> that he can share time 
and put up basically the same amount of points as proved Austin. in eight games. Remember, he was acquired mid-season. Yes, he was acquired mid-season, but he still put up basically the same points as Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, there's a drastic difference. It's a 20-point difference between our, our number one running back and third. Oh, for third, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say for second, and, and I was wondering where When your you're looking was at from. like current rankings, not our top 10, they have Christian McCaffrey at one and Nick Chubb at three. The difference in points is 30 points. What, so 12-point difference between Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs, who was third last year. What was I looking at? Not sure, but oh, it's a big drop. Chris, I was looking four. at Eckler. I okay. was looking at one to three. I was just saying McCaffrey and Eckler were so close. Yeah, they are. Yep. They were five points away. Six points. <laughs> we're getting too technical here. <laughs> Anyways, um, I d- I just disagree with that. I'm gonna pay. That's fine. The money. He's not my number one. Spoiler alert. I will gladly let you pay the sixty-five dollars. But if he puts up three hundred and thirteen point nine points. Or 300 points, he's worth it, and it's going to make a huge difference. It's going to make a difference, Justin. All right. Who's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Josh Jacobs. The guy that won't even play? He didn't say He's just holding out right now. The Raiders want to make it right with him. I He's going to sign. Something's going to happen. They're not going to get rid of one of the best backs in the league because he is. Oh no! It is the Raiders. They do a lot of dumb shit. They're, that that just is stupid. It's stupid. I I like how they um, they benched Derek Carr to uh, see what they had in. I can't even think of his name now. The the second quarterback, and then they don't even make a priority to re-sign the second quarterback, even though that was supposed to be their guy. They do a lot of dumb shit. Okay, but, but anyways, what on. are they going to do without Josh Jacobs? I guess I mean they have Devontae. Okay. They, they got need Jimmy him. G. They got Jimmy G, <laughs> which I I like my Jimmy G, but he is not. That got brought up today, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, go check out the NFL Gambling Podcast with Moonoff and Rod and Katie Mox. I don't know if you know, but Rod and Katie are both big 49ers fans, and she said something about liking Jimmy G, and I put in the chat, the, uh, the better half of old-fashioned football, Miranda, is a big Jimmy G fan. And she said uh, she was happy to hear Mrs. Old Fashioned Football was a uh, Jimmy G <laughs> fan and that most most of the ladies are. <laughs> yes, for the wrong reasons, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with his fantasy football value, I can tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, it's Josh Jacobs. He's so talented. Third-ranked running back last year. That team needs to make it work out. I, I just I am keeping my fingers crossed on this one. It's gonna work out. They're gonna make a deal with him. Even I don't see him not playing. If they trade him, it's stupid, but he's gonna go somewhere and still be relevant. So you have faith in Jonathan Taylor? Or I mean in Josh Jacobs, but not Jonathan Taylor. That situation, there's a lot of drama around it. it there's a lot of weird things happening around it that make me nervous. You know? I, I want to have Josh Jonathan Taylor in my. Josh Jacobs took a flight out of Vegas at six a.m. and has not returned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the people that have been to Vegas, like Kramer and Sean, they said nobody leaves at six a.m. unless they really want the hell out. Um, I don't know. Every just... flight out of Des Moines that I take is at six a.m. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, that's not Vegas though. <laughs> well, Josh Jacobs um... isn't in Vegas for Vegas. <laughs> 
Anyways, <laughs> that was your fourth, right, Josh Jacobs? My fourth is Nick Chubb. This is kind of different from a quarterback list because quarterbacks I don't want to spend money on. Running backs I'm okay spending money on. He's $51. Usually you got to spend a lot of money on guys, and it's actually really crazy how much are going in that 20 to 30 range that are still really good running backs. But, I and I will say, I'm kind of going off a tangent here, but this feels like a wide receiver year. Spend on your wide receivers or even a tight end and hold back a little on the running backs, but it's Nick Chubb. You've heard me talk about him. You've heard Kramer talk about him saying he's a grown-ass man. He runs over guys. He can juke guys. And last year, he showed everybody he doesn't need Kareem Hunt. I get the Deshaun Watson thing, but I think being with the team in the offseason and in this preseason and training camp, I think that's going to help there. He's 21 cents per fantasy point, but he's an elite player who's going to be in the top 10 running backs, in my opinion. And you don't have to spend that 60-plus range like CMC or Eckler. And you don't have to worry about holdouts like Jonathan Taylor or um, Josh Jacobs. So I, for me, he's my number four guy. Look at you using my formulas, twenty-one cents per fantasy. You, you didn't, you didn't invent this formula. I don't, I don't think. I don't care. I thought it was a really good idea, though, when you <laughs> broke down quarterbacks at their mm-hmm. um, their cents per points or what you're paying per fantasy projected point. I thought that was a really good idea. So kudos to you. Yeah, I did use it. Just for perspective, Jameer Gibbs is only fourteen cents a point, oh, and I pro- and I project him having more points. So then it drives that price down further. He outside the top fifteen. <laughs> you and your Jameer Gibbs love. You I know think, he plays for the Lions. Yeah, I hate the Lions. You could be sent to it. Like love a the running backs on the Lions. Because of this, Lions <laughs> hate the Lions. Who <laughs> you got a three? Derrick Henry. All right. Hard not to put him up there. It, it, he's got to be up there, and he's at number three just because number one and number two are going to put up more points than him a lot more for current projections which I just I disagree with he's the Titans guy they did sign um drafted sorry they drafted Tajay Spears but I don't see Spears coming in during his rookie year and taking that or he's not taking the lead back spot from Derrick Henry he feels more like a um a learn, backup plan. Yeah, like, backup plan. Like, let's learn. Learn from Derrick Henry. Yeah. If there's but he injury, feels like we'll the future. Yeah, yeah. Not like a Jameer Gibbs or a Bajan Robinson who are going to come in and get a lot of touches. I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to be able you. to go through with this Gibbs love. Oh, man. It's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, good. I'm going to drink some of this yummy whiskey from Rocktown so I don't but, have to listen to more Gibbs. Anyway. Derrick Henry is just up there with Tannehill, and I see Will Levis coming in and taking that. I don't know when, but this is a team that's relying on the run. They, and you have Traylon Burks and Westbrook and DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, I forgot about that for a second. How could I forget? How could you forget? Yeah, no, I, I'll talk about Henry in a second here. Number three for me, who I had at number four, and I kept flip-flopping him and Chubb, but Austin Eckler um, at $60. He's held back a little bit as well from not being the top guy on my list because of his price, $0.23 cents per fantasy point. And I'm also a little concerned that he's unhappy on the Chargers and his contract deal. 
He is not going to hold out. However, he very unenthusiastically said, hey, I got one year on my contract that I have to be here. That's how he worded it, that I have to be here. Um, so I don't think there's a risk of a holdout there. There's just that drama that creates a little bit of a distraction. But either way, this guy catches a lot of passes. Um, he's projected 50 points, fewer points less than last year. I guess fewer and less are the same thing. But I don't see him getting 50 less points. That seems a little ludicrous to me. It's just a weird thing we're seeing that they're projecting a lot of guys l mm -hmm. less points. $60 is a lot, but he's another guy that he's going to be a top five fantasy football running back as long as he's healthy, no matter what. And I can't fault you for putting him in any position in the top five here. I can't fault anybody for putting him anywhere within their top five. He just fell to three on mine. Well, and number two. Yes. I have CMC. All right. And that is because he... Do you think he's cute? No. Oh, you don't think he's cute? <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> I have him at number two. I'm just, spoiler alert, my number one. I have Austin Eckler at number one. And I like Austin Eckler better at $60. He is a stud. Yes, you don't like his comment of I have one year left I have to play. I don't see him jeopardizing the pay that he could get after or jeopardizing his career. He's going to play. He's he's a workhorse. Right. No, I, I my thing is I don't think it's going to be his doing, but rather than team. I don't think the team likes it when a guy comes out and says publicly, unenthusiastically, I have one more year I have who, to play Who here. are they going to bring in? Well, maybe. And they're going to switch up their offense and not run the ball? Maybe they got Delvin Cook. Who knows? They're not getting Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook is not going to the Chargers. <laughs> Anyways, no, I said I couldn't fault anybody that put him in their top five. He doesn't share you're, time. You're talking about he CMC is... right now. Talk about CMC. As my number one? You said number two. No, I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, we're on number two. It's getting two. a little late, Justin. <laughs> no, okay. Christian McCaffrey, because he shares that time, because I see very little point difference between Eckler and CMC, that to spend $5 more on McCaffrey sharing time, I think that he is projected above Eckler right now because of the quarterback situation. If Sam Darnold or Trey Lance are quarterbacking those 49ers, CMC and Elijah Mitchell are going to get a lot more runtime. If Brock Purdy is there, I see it being a little bit more, a little bit more balanced. They're still a run-heavy team. Yeah. But I have a lot of faith that Brock Purdy is going to start. Yeah. So anyway, I just have Eckler valued higher. Uh, Purdy, Purdy has been taking all the uh, QB1 snaps in training camp, so I definitely think mm -hmm. he's their guy. Well, number two, I have Derrick Henry. Okay. This might be the first year that his AAV is under $50. I don't remember him being under $50 before. Mm -mm. And he's at 48. I think I got him for 55 last year. You contracted him for 61 in one league. I know that. Mm -hmm. He's $48.20 per fantasy point. They also have him projected 50 points less, just like Eckler. I don't know if I, I get that, but I can't fade Derrick Henry until he starts looking less like a machine and more like a human. He's a beast in the run game, even when they stack the box. They just got down to Hopkins. I know... A lot of people are comparing, well, they had Julio Jones. They've also had A.J. Brown. I get that. I think Hopkins lands somewhere in between those guys as far as talent that he has left. Um, he was an elite wide receiver. I think he's probably on a downhill slide, and he gets injured more often. But 
he's still he's a player that the defenses can't just ignore, right? So they can't just stack the box. And so Derrick Henry's going to have success because he had success even when they did stack the box. So, yeah, he's my number two. I just I think he's going to have a hell of a year again. And he, he's under $50. I, I can't believe I'm seeing him under $50. All right, you already said it. Austin Eckler's your number one, but tell mm-hmm. me, give me all your reasons, or did you already? I Well, I gave basically. you my reasons. He's, he's a stud. He's going to put up those points, and the point difference between number one and like even your third, like he's a tier one running back. Yeah. CMC and Austin Eckler are your tier ones, and I feel that they are worth the money to get that. Like mm-hmm. if you budget it that way, like that's how I do it. Like the quarterbacks were hard for me because I don't spend money on my quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard with their au- – AAVs and ranking them <laughs> because I wouldn't pay that money because I I can be successful without putting a big chunk of my auction budget into a quarterback. I put my budget into my getting a tier one running back, a tier one wide receiver. That's where my money goes. Look at how sophisticated we are using abbreviations like AAV, the average auction value. <laughs> Uh, we're going so corporate, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> can you uh, guess my number one? I have to think about who you haven't said right now. Who, who's your number one, Justin? I'm sure I'm going to get roasted for this. But on Improve It Year, in an offense that I think is taking a step forward, and as a running back who runs the ball well and catches the ball well, he showed last year that he could stay healthy. He's $47. P.S. I got him for 30 last year, and I will be keeping him Saquon. at that price. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, 20... I couldn't think of who you hadn't said. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't said Saquon yet. I have not. 20 cents per fantasy point. Projections are looking for him to get 20 less points. I don't think that happens. This offense is improving, and I think that helps his value. I get it. More weapons doesn't always mean uh, – or more weapons doesn't always mean less points for running backs, and that's something you got to realize because they're going to be moving the ball – easier they're going to be moving towards that red zone more often more red zone touches equals more points plus the balance of having a formidable passing attack opens up the run game I think bringing in Darren Waller helps a lot but call me crazy I was high on Saquon Barkley last year and he finished sixth a lot of people did not have him finishing in the top 10 there the guys that finished above him minus Josh Jacobs are all going for more right now and Eckler at 60 CMC at 65 Chubb at 51, and Henry, he's only at 48, so only a little bit more. Um, And then Josh Jacobs, of course, is he going to play? So I love the upside. I love the possibility that it's a top five running back at a price that you'd probably pay for a guy that's going to finish in the 6 to 12 range. Mm -hmm. So just his value and the fact that I think he could be a top three even running back, uh, I love him to take a step forward this year, not to step backward, and he's my number one running back. Based on auction value. I can see that for 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 auction value. Yeah. Forty seven bucks. Or even better, thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the league that I have Miles Sanders for a dollar. So I'm excited for my contracts in that league, obviously. So that's our top 10 lists. You can add us and tell us how wrong we are. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, send us a message. Don't send us messages. Tweet us or X us. I don't know. <laughs> what do you say now? Do you not tweet X anymore? Me. <laughs> X me. X me. <laughs> no, it's tweet. It's tweet, huh? Well, there's no bird. So there are X's now. X us. Um, what, you, <laughs> what you think of our top 10 list. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about whiskey? And I want you to give it a taste. 
to make your taste profile over there. Okay, we're doing this weird again. We're flipping it. Um, but like we said earlier on the show, we're drinking bourbon from Rocktown Distillery, which is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And they do source their ingredients from farmers located in Arkansas. Yep, everything comes right from Arkansas. It was opened by the head distiller, Phil Brannon. His goal was to make an affordable product using all natural ingredients that could compete against any top-shelf competitor. In fact, in 2009, he left his corporate job in pursuit of his passion, started a distillery, which led to their their phrase, which is, our passion is our spirit. In 2013... 2013, they were recognized for the first time on the international stage, winning awards at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition for their bourbon, gin, and vodka. Now, I I was on their website, and obviously I knew of their bourbon just because we were gifted it, but I did not know they had such a wide variety of products. So I just wanted to read those real quick. For vodkas, they have a regular, a grapefruit, a lemon, basil, mandarin, and watermelon. For whiskey, actually, let's save the whiskey. For cordials, they have a triple sec, a peach, ginger, elderflower, creme de cacao, and coffee liqueurs. For gin, they have Brandon's Gin and Feast in the Field Gin. And for moonshines, they have Blackberry, Arkansas Lightning, Apple Pie, and Apple Pie Hunter Proof, and Peach Moonshines. For whiskey, whew, they got a lot of whiskey. Peated bourbon, La Harp Low Rye, which is a very, very low rye. The bourbon we're drinking today. Bottled and Bond, a regular rye, sour mesh bourbon, barley straight bourbon, chocolate malt bourbon, golden promise straight bourbon, cognac cask, single malt whiskey, and single barrel whiskey. And they have a bourbon cream that I feel like we need to try out. I like trying those we whiskey do like, creams. <laughs> yeah, we do like whiskey creams. Now, they also recently added a column still collection, which started in March of 2020. So they take all the Arkansas-grown grains and through the collaborative distilling program offered by Bardstown Bourbon Company in Bardstown, Kentucky. They use Phil Brennan's recipes but ship it to Kentucky to use the column still there. And for the column stills, they have a single barrel and a small batch bourbon. And that single barrel is cask strength proof. And then finally, a toasted French oak finished bourbon. The bourbon we're drinking today... Made from Arkansas corn and wheat in Little Rock. The bar- the barrels are even coopered in Arkansas at Gibbs Brothers Cooperage. The bourbon's milled, mashed, fermented, distilled, aged, bottled, and packaged at the distillery in Little Rock. This is 82% corn, 9% wheat, 9% malted barley. Double distilled in a 25-gallon barrel and aged at least 24 months. It's 92 proof and it last won an award in 2022, just last year. Got the gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirit Competition with a score of 94 out of 100. Which I'd say nice. is pretty damn yeah. good. So, with a high corn, I feel like it probably has some sweetness to it. But I'm going to take a little sniff and taste here while you're talking about it. On the nose. That's how I'm going to say this. <laughs> On the nose. I got, like, caramel popcorn. I, I'm getting that. Whether it's mm-hmm. power of suggestion, it's almost buttery, too. Yeah. I, that's get, like, why a buttery smell? Caramel popcorn like a popcorn like i i was it's like there's corn there's caramel in there but it's like not it's caramel popcorn yeah that smells really good like if you made it yourself yeah like homemade caramel popcorn which would be buttery buttered popcorn with a caramel drizzle (laughs) well i mean to make caramel don't you use butter i have no idea i've never made it (laughs) anyway that's what i get on the nose did you get a taste of it yet 
I am tasting it now. I should have been tasting it. I am failing at this. You're good. Our rolls are normally switched, so this is just weird for me. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's heat right away. Yeah. There's some heat that gets you with this. And I still taste that caramel, though. Caramel slash uh, corn. Um, there's a, a sweetness to it, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And there is nice heat. It go, For me, it goes away once I swallow. Did it stick with you? It's like getting more intense in oh, really? my like <laughs> from my stomach up. Really? Yeah. After drinking it a little bit. Definitely a an I like the mixture of heat and sweet. <laughs> like it's got that nice heat to it, but the sweetness with it is not a sweetness you would expect with a whiskey that has heat. No, and there's like there's like an after like you get the sweet right away and then there's like a char. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A nice like charred, charred oak flavor. Like your good bourbon flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Very pure bourbon taste with the sweetness. It was yeah. pretty good. I like this. I um. It stood out in the old fashioned. I was gonna I say I like this better in the old fashioned. It really stood out. I did not make the old fashioned today, but we have an orange. There's a real orange slice in my old fashioned today. Thank and you, an orange rind that I wiped around the rim of the glass. I, it's a good old fashioned. My only complaint when I saw the old fashioned. Oh, yeah. Was that there wasn't any ice in it. I like See, a large ice cube. I know you do. <laughs> and I don't always put ice in mine. So I guess I didn't mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. No, but it's very good. This is very good. We're out of simple syrup, by the did way. Did you use simple syrup I instead did. of real? Sh- Interesting. <laughs> Can't knock it now. You already said it was good. I said it was good. (laughs) It is good. This is a good old fashioned and the whiskey I feel is what makes it a good old fashioned. Like this whiskey stands out in this. It's a really good bourbon to use for an old fashioned. It is. I agree. You don't lose it. I noticed on their website the old fashioned that you can get at their distillery comes with two dashes of Reagan's and I have no idea what Reagan's is and when I tried to google it all that came up was a bunch of stuff about Ronald Reagan and the Reagan family um so (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure that's not what they're putting in their whiskey Mm -hmm. or their old fashions I guess but I'm very curious to know what Reagan's is so if you're listening and you know please let me know let us know well, I, you didn't say if you were curious or not. Are I am you curious. curious. Okay. I didn't even know. I didn't know that. So <laughs> let me have a chance to become curious. I thought you were just assuming that it probably was part of Ronald Reagan. They put a little dash of him in there. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> well, Justin, do you have anything else to say about the whiskey? Um, just that I really like it. This mm-hmm. is a nice. Uh, I think this is it's the a, first Arkansas whiskey that we've had. Yeah, I've never had any other Arkansas whiskey. Um, it's really good in a in a cocktail. Yeah, for sure. And I I like it straight personally, but I I know it's I it's not like, bad straight. I, I like stuff pref- with heat more than you. I have certain whiskeys that I prefer in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not bad straight and yeah. neat. I, obviously, I've become very accustomed to drinking my whiskey neat, <laughs> but I like this in the old fashioned. It gives the old fashioned. Like the ingredients we put in the old fashioned complement it well. What are you doing over there? Uh, twice you've gone <laughs> for some reason <laughs> has squeaked out of your voice. I was getting ready to go obviously because you said obviously, but then you distracted me with another. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with me. I didn't even know I did that. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you go to the Instagram, find the post, comment done after you have followed us and subscribed. Get yourself entered in that drawing uh, at Canton, Ohio, uh, starting August 11th. Come drink whiskey with us because we were, we'll have a table at the party Friday night. Yes, and you only have a week for this. 
yeah. to enter. We're going to be drawing on our next episode because we'll be heading to Canton next week. And you're going to want to know if you got a free pass. Yes. <laughs> got to make plans. That's right. Hopefully you're already planning on coming. So getting the free pass is just a bonus. Right. Or maybe you had a friend that was like, I don't know if I can afford it. And you're like, man, this would be funner if they could come. And yes, I said funner, not more fun. And you want to try to win it for them. That's cool too. Mm-hmm. But anyways. That post is live now. Go to our Instagram at Old Fashioned Football Podcast. Follow us. Subscribe to us on your listening platform, whether that's Apple or Spotify or any other platform you're listening to us on, and comment on the post, done, and we will enter you into the drawing, and we will be drawing beginning of next week. And make sure you follow our YouTube. We're going to have videos up there soon. You got anything else to add? Nope. How's your old-fashioned over there? It is gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.